Hello out there, Foxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Foxes Podcast. This time, we to actually live on video, as we promised before. It, we've seemingly figured something out. Chris's technical wizardry. Uh, but I, as always, am your host, Matt Foggs, joined by my co-host, Mr. Chris Warner and Mr. Jim Harris down in Texas. Our uh, usual co- other co-host, Jason Becker, uh, got held up with a golf miscommunication, so he is not joining us. But I am so stoked to have my homies down here. Christopher, Jim, what's going on? How are you, boys? Chris, first of all, thank you for getting this going, dude. Yeah, no, it's going to be great, Matt. I think the more we can get the U.S. fans involved, the more we can spread the love of Leicester City and the more we can just preach about this great club. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, some of the successes are going to, that's going to come over this next nine months of this hellish season. Yeah, dude, we all, we're going to need all hands on deck as far as cheering because we've already seen today. We'll dive into that. First of all, though, Chris, I'd turn up your mic just a little bit, buddy, so the fine people out there can hear you. Jim, how are you doing on this fine Sunday? I'm doing okay, thanks. Yeah, after watching watching two games at once with um, England women winning and taking home the trophy, football's finally come home. So very excited about that. It did mean that I impaired some of my viewing of the severe game, but um, hopefully I'll I'll be able to give some at least some informed commentary about what I saw. Awesome, dude, Chris. Yeah, congratulations, uh, you boys. Uh, England women getting it done for you uh, and you, you and your fellow countrymen. I, Matt, I, di- I didn't know what to do when the full-time whistle went. Like, I'm so, I'm, what, I'm used to just the misery of, well, from last year losing the final. It was kind of, it was really, it was great. I mean, kudos to the ladies. They were dominant all tournament. Um, I think they did enough in the final to win it. I think the Germans were pretty good as well, but it was very, it was very close. But um, I think, that some of the performances that the ladies did in this competition were fantastic. And it it's fantastic to see not only uh, an England team winning a final, but just the way that the nation got behind the ladies and was rooting for them all the way. It was fantastic. And hopefully it's a continued catalyst. I mean, we've seen it with the, the Leicester City women. We've seen it with the growth of that side of the club. And hopefully over the next few years, that will just continue and we'll see more and more of that integration of the ladies' side with the men's team and eventually it will become almost one club, one unison, one moment. Yeah, really, uh, we've gotten a firsthand uh, account of it, getting to see the growth of our, you know, women's side, like you said, and, and you know, we owe so much of that to our owner, you know, actually taking the women's game seriously and putting the funds that are necessary and, you know, giving Beaver Drive to the women to, that's one of the best women's facilities in the country. So uh, we're on the right path and man, yeah, it's, it's freaking awesome to see you guys pull that thing home and get it done. Um and yeah, hopefully a thing, uh, like you said, a sign of things to come uh, for the women's game, uh, both in Europe and in the United States and worldwide. So only good things can happen um, on our side, though, with the Foxes, the men's team today. We had a uh, we had a friendly with Sevilla final friendly of the year before next weekend's matchup with Brentford and uh Holy cow, man. It's This is becoming a uh, horrible cyclical thing that's happening when we play Spanish clubs. What what the actual hell, man? With Ricardo Pereira goes down with um, a non-contact injury, at least this year. It wasn't some dirty-ass tackle on West. Uh, guys, where, where are we? <laughs> what Jim, like, honestly, what, what goes through your head when you see that? Because up to there, we'd look good. We'd look concise. 
No more preseason games against Spanish clubs. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen another, an, another, another Spanish preseason game, another injury to one of our, our, our key players, our key, our key defenders. And, um, oh boy. Yeah. Um, Ricardo starting to look good and getting back into fitness and not sure how long he's going to be out. You know, I know we also saw, uh, Harvey Barnes go down and, and get injured too. I don't, it doesn't sound like he's as bad. So that's, that's good news, but, um, we got a win. We, we looked pretty impressive. We didn't quite beat them to the same extent that Arsenal did yesterday, which is a bit odd. So um, I'm not sure if we're Derby or we're Preston in the in the scenario with <laughs> with Severe right now, dude. So on that, were they? So do we know like what how they broke up their team? You know, honestly, I don't know shit about Sevilla, so I don't know if who got to see the good side or the bad side. I do know that um, within 19 minutes, Arsenal had put up. Uh, three or four or five, something ridiculous. So, they, um, how are the how are the squads broken up, Chris? Any idea? Was it? Uh, yeah, I think team? it was pretty. If you looked at the side that played in Europe last season, it was pretty fifty-fifty in terms of distribution. But ultimately, as you said, I think the biggest game was that Arsenal put four by them in less than twenty minutes, and that kind of completely killed their momentum. Um, yeah, to Jim's point, I mean, so disappointing to see. And so sad to see Ricardo go down like that again. I mean, that guy is just not nothing but bad luck. He comes back from a horrendous injury, starts at the end of last season to put in those performances that he, when he, when he was before that first injury, and then all of a sudden to go down with a non contact is devastating. I mean, it, you, you listen to Brendan and sort of the, some of the quotes that are coming out prior to the season. He's talked about this idea of a tactical shift in philosophy and you think that Ricardo would have been a key component of that given our weaknesses down that right hand side and it's concerning with a week to go that we've lost arguably our best our best fullback and we need to kind of it feels like a little bit of panic to try and uh, to try and compensate for it I won't go as far as panic. Um, obviously, I'm I'm normally the the pessimist in this relationship, but we do have you know Timmy C, uh, Timmy Castagne, who is more than capable of picking up some slack, getting in, and really filling that same role. But honestly, guys, like, God dang it, dude! Like this was supposed to be the year we got to see the full power Ricky back and making those runs, a la Newcastle game, um, and 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 being that double attack defensive beast that we had gotten to see glimpses of that Real Madrid was sniffing around that we thought we were going to be selling for God. Remember some of those insane numbers we were hearing about Ricky Pereira, um, Jim going forward. Like I, it, obviously we've heard it. It's looks, sounds like an Achilles. Brendan said, it doesn't look good. Take out of that, whatever you want. But uh, are you confident that Timmy's going to be able to hold us up here? Yeah, I actually think, we all got surprised that Castagna didn't play right back and Pereira didn't play in more of an advanced position. So it was pretty interesting to see actually the the formation we put out and to see those two probably in the opposite positions that most of us would have picked them in when we saw the lineups as well. I, know, I think a lot of us also thought, are we playing a back back three with Castagna playing in the, along the back line as the right centre-back? But clearly, he, I think he actually had a pretty good game in, from an attacking sense, he when Yuri came on, he and those two guys have a pretty good understanding, and you can see kind of some little nice reverse passes and and and, and the balls through. But I don't think Pereira did a lot 
while he was on even, he's actually seemed to be a lot more defensive than Justin on the other side. So, yeah, it's a huge shame. He's a great player, but I think we can probably manage without him. You know, if we don't get any other injuries, and that's, I think that's the bigger thing we're all, we're all worrying about right now. At this point, yeah, we just hold our breath and just hopefully make it through the week and, and get to the Brentford match unscathed. Chris, what were some of your big takeaways from today's match? Um, you know, uh, anytime yeah, we play uh, a team in all red, I start to uh, picture, especially with where Forest are now. So what, what were your thoughts on uh, today's matchup, man? Okay, I think I've got two main points. The first one, the lineup itself, when we first started, obviously there was two notable, noticeable um people on the bench in Kaspar and Yuri were both on the bench for the game. And again, I think take that as you will. Um, we all know the situation with both of those players, but it was just interesting to see that typically with the last game of the season, last game of preseason, you'll normally play what you would consider that you're 11 going into that first day of the season. And it was just interesting to see both of those, those names off the sheet. I think secondly, especially in the second half as well, it was interesting to see KDH out there on the right-hand side of the three, almost coming in as a as the equivalent of Barnes from that left-hand side. You had a guy that was drifting in, um, playing a little bit off the wing. It was interesting that, that, that Brendan had put him out there a little bit more. Um, I thought that was... I don't know whether that was just because of the players that we had on the pitch or whether that was actually something that he was interested in seeing uh, moving forward. But I think the biggest thing that I would take away from it is that um, it, it we we're back. I think we're back. We're the that Brendan's style. I don't think is going to change. The philosophy is not going to change in a preseason. It was there was still that frustration of occasionally the six yard pass to the side versus is there an attacking option that we could move forward at? So I think to all Foxes fans, I expect to see us play Brendan Ball a lot of this year, but I think it was just a couple of the highlights being the the difference in that starting 11 and then KDH playing, in my opinion, just a little bit wider in that second half could be something to look at um, going into the Brentford game. That's that's everything at this point, right? Is focusing on now the real the real deal. Everything in preseason, all of it's over. We We know, well... I wish I could say we knew what we were going to be wearing on wearing on away games, but for some reason that's uh, still a closely guarded secret. We know our third kits, we know our own kits, but we're pretty much prepared for the season, guys, going in. So, uh, aside from that, heading into Sunday, Jim, what um, what strikes you going in here is going to be important against a Brentford team that we we saw perform above expectations last year. Yeah, we had. I think we, we beat them both times, but they were both really tough games. So I think they're going to come with a lot of energy. They've, they're very well organized. They've obviously lost Ericsson, so that's a big blow for them. But they've got, you know, some good signings that they've brought in. You know, we know they do their, they're driven by data science. So maybe not players that we know inside and out, but I think there'll be players that fit in with their team, their ethos. Um, they've, they've got a really good keeper. Um, I think that would be, he'd be actually a guy I'd like to go after if we, <laughs> if we did lose Casper, um, right. and they've signed some guy that we, we sort of know Ben me, I believe his name is, um, you know, kind of well known to us as, as Leicester fans and, um, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see him play against us or if he does coming up. Yeah, I don't, I, 
he's he's one of those question marks and i'm with you on the keeper man he when you have those guys that play on those smaller sides that face 10,000 shots, you really get an idea of what kind of keeper they are. So being on what happened today, I think I'm not the only one that could have been caught off guard, right? By, by Casper deal. I mean, obviously the rumors have been out there for a while, but to see them both on the bench was almost jarring. Like to see Iverson coming out, it's just like, what? I mean, we're talking about 11 damn years, you guys of not having a, a different starting goal. I mean, obviously here and there, but 11 years of the same keeper. And now all of a sudden we have this Iverson dude who, I mean, honestly, we have a podcast about this damn team and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything about the guy. If we ran into him on the street, we wouldn't be able to pick him out of the crowd. So I don't know how confident I'm feeling on him, Chris. Matt, do, Matt, do you think we should look into that decision today? Do you, do you have the feeling that come next Sunday, Who's in goal? Do you think I don't see any other purpose? I don't see any other purpose of of keeping him out today. Like as a keeper, you need to face shots, especially from a high division La Liga team. You know, just to see some bounces to come out on some crosses. That was a very important game for a starting keeper. And I don't know if we could have asked for a bigger talisman than the fact that we did not see you know, our favorite Dane and net and we saw a different one. So I, I think that's there. And, and I don't know, I'm not reading fully into the tea leaves on Yuri just because we know how that's, that's a, a little crazy still up in the air, but I, I do think that there's no other reason that Casper would be missing. Do you Jim? Like, come on. Well, you know, he played the second half. So, you know, that was a sign that maybe he'll, he'll stay. And I, you know, I think if he's around for the Brentford game, He's playing. Yeah. Uh, I actually think it. I, first of all, Iverson had a really good game. I think he would. He you know, he pulled off a, a really great Insane. save. Yeah, yeah that one hand great save from once again a set piece. Here we go. Um, but you know, I, I think it's a save that Casper would have made. But the, the great thing is he made it, and he he didn't let it. He didn't let anybody down. I think he actually had a very good performance. His kicking was a bit iffy. Kicked a few into touch directly. Um, but hey, good thing is that, we're used to that. that. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. good. Know, Moving good. on, yes. Maybe we see that at Welford Road rather than uh, uh, you know at King Power though. So, um, but let's talk about the other thing. How good is Wesley Fafana? Oh my goodness, he once again was imperious. I think is going to be the adjective I'll use for him. Abs- like we cannot let him go for any money. He was everywhere. Um, you know, he looked like he was up for it. And um, I'm glad we took him off as a precaution. Uh, but you know, while he was there, he was absolutely fantastic. I thought I thought Justin was too, and and Wolf back. Woo. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. I think Brendan as well after the game coming out so strongly and basically saying he's not for sale. Uh, I think sets. A, yes, it 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 it's obviously not 100 percent true because no Suck Leicester it, player isn't isn't for sale. If the money's there, then we'll have to let them go. But it's just that idea that you're not going to get him unless you're paying Maguire money plus more or Maguire money with another centre half or even as Matt's pointing, like even more money. I completely agree, Jim. His composure on the ball is incredible. And his his ability to read when the that pass that comes inside off the wing and he's able to step in always take it and he's he's not like a traditional center off where he's looking just to hum fit his first instinct is always can i play a pass is there space to move into and it it's so exciting to see him 
I'm hoping watch him mold this year. Another guy I'm really interested in looking at this year is um, Harvey Barnes. And I know he came off with hopefully wasn't too much of an injury, but I think we've talked on this podcast over the past two years about Barnes and about his need to continue to grow. I remember two years ago, me and Matt were just lamenting about his inability to finish. And since then, he seemed to get more and more goals in his game. He's starting to find the net more. But I think this season with Vardy coming towards the end of his career, I think it's a really pivotal season for him to establish what he is in the team, whether he, like the starting lineup today, seemed he was playing off Vardy in more of a, in that sort of position. So I'm really intrigued what Brendan does with him this year and kind of what performances he's going to put in because other teams are, again, rumour has it sniffing around for him. So, um, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Newcastle can, <laughs> honestly, if it, like, I, the, if the rumour, if what they bid is true, then that's hilarious. Um, but getting, just jump back real quick to Little Wes. Uh the thing about him, you guys, is it's so effortless. And we're talking about a U21 that is playing ten, like somebody that's played in the Premier League 10 years. Like the, 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 the lanes that he sees, the spots that he gets to, it is stupid how effortless this kid is playing soccer right now for us. And to see what he could become is just insane and i think brendan was just like all of us we watched that performance today you know and and to see where he was last year at this exact time and and where he is even with an injury like he had where he didn't and he's already just steps right in and plays like this it's just your heart just gets so full and i think brendan watched with all of us and he's just like holy shit okay we have a U21 here, and I you can't tell me that F France isn't watching that. There's no reason that they, they would not be watching for this kid to have a shot on their World Cup team because he plays with a smile. He plays with a grace. He plays with a flow that is just levels above where he should be, um, and most players are at this point in their career, and, and I'm here for it. Um, I'm with Jan Harvey. This is a year that Harvey has some – we've talked about how much he has to prove um, – we want to see him. I want to see him take over games. I want to see him claim that wing and just make people look stupid and start curling those shots in. I want to see the what you spoke to, Chris. I don't want to see these shots into the chest of the keeper where he gets it, does all the work to set it up and he puts it in the keeper's chest. This is the year Harvey Barnes needs to become the sniper that we have seen him do glimpses of and just become that game changer for not only our team, but also England as well. And I'm excited for it, Chris. Good. Yeah, me too. I think I think I'm 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 slightly op I'm optimistic going into I'm always optimistic, but I'm I'm optimistic going into this season. I I I can't I think there are worse teams. I think there are a ton of teams down there that are gonna really struggle. I think we're gonna I, I still I think Europe's a, a strong possibility this year. We haven't got any worse. Yes, we may have just have the same squad, but we haven't got any worse. Um so no, Matt, I'm optimistic. And I think if if we got Vardy now, we get him for longer than we did last year. Dakar looked at, I mean, to Jim's point about some of the players that played well today, I thought second half when Docker came on, he had a couple of chances. He looked busy. He, I think he's going to score goals this season. So I I don't have a I don't have a worry that we're going to score a lot on the top end. Of course, the worry is always going to be defensively. We haven't necessarily got better, judging from the first half anyway, and like you guys said, that save from Iverson, 
set pieces are still going to be an issue this season, it seems. So um, I think there's a lot, lot to look forward to, but at the same time, there's kind of those little things that you're looking at going into week one, thinking, have we ironed them out on the training ground in this past four weeks to stop it becoming a notorious problem like it did last year? Absolutely. And I mean, look, uh, back to your point on Iverson, like that dude, can you imagine like it, when he saw his name on the team sheet, like you talk about like tight b-hole, like he was sending out the text <laughs> to his parents. I'm getting the start against freaking Sevilla. So he was playing with some weight on his shoulders and he, he performed. So who knows, man, who knows, Jimmy? I, I, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm just excited to get freaking going here. You know, it, it the premier yeah. league is, we always talk about how long of a league it is, but damn, do we not miss it when it, it gets to this point in the year and you're just ready to see your squads. Get up in the morning, have a little coffee, meet the boys at the club and 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 get it going. And, and we're right here at that point. So I'm excited for it. Um, You have an overall optimistic view going in, Jim. I mean, obviously our Pereira injury, but I think, who, who knows? I think we talked about this last week and I, I was certainly on the team optimism last week and i don't think that's that's changed much uh even with the injury if if we if we seem to be playing a lot more um like quick football a lot more pressing football i think kdh has been fantastic this preseason like chris you mentioned him earlier popping up with his goal and sort of popping up in sort of the right channel i don't think he was playing there i think he was just playing everywhere he's just a machine that guy he's like the T1000, he runs so much, you know, um, he, he's like a freaking animal of, you know, with a, with a third lung. I don't know how many, how many analogy, crappy analogies I can use about like, yeah, I'm here levels. for them all. Just keep going. But, um, yeah, he's, he's also, he played a number of really good first time balls through. I think actually like Vard's looked a little bit off. He, there's a couple where, you know, maybe it went a bit wider and he didn't shoot and he cut back or he, he just sort of, took an extra touch and it wasn't quite his night, but I could see that he was getting into positions and maybe a a few games into the season, he'd pull the trigger on those and, you know, they'd be goals. And so that, that, that fills me with optimism. I think that Madison again played fantastically well. Um, He, he ran the, ran the midfield like that. Yeah. He, he went like how many free kicks did he win? How many of them were crap and how many corners were crap? So his dead balls, his dead ball delivery is still pretty poor. Um, you know, back to that can't beat the first man comments that we heard a lot last year. Um, so he needs to sort that out, but in open play and sort of like his confidence is sky high. I'm excited for him too. Um, excited for Daka. Yeah. He's like, I think it's telling that he's coming on instead of, uh, Kelechi now and Kelechi's not really got any minutes, especially with five subs, uh, in the last, in the, in this game. And I think he got a bit in the last game, you know, he obviously scored that banger against, uh, Derby as well. So, uh, that, that, you know, if he's, he's in and around, Amati looked pretty solid. Um, Yuri gave a little clap when he came on. I'm not sure if that means it's like a goodbye clap or is a, Hey, I'm here for you clap. It looked a bit like he kind of looked quite happy to be there. Um, so again, maybe that's my blue tinted spectacles that I'm looking through right now. Well, we're at that point in the show where we are um, analyzing claps, guys. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I I don't know what you read into that. I it's 
who knows? I, I the, the the pieces are there. Pats and Daka, I think, is going to be just a dog this year. If I had to light to to put a number or a star on anyone, I think my big three are uh, Madison Barnes and Daka this year. And but the, I'm going to put a little subtitle if Iverson because I was impressed today. But we'll see. Uh, but those three are my ones to watch. If you were if if. If the, if Patson can become the player that we all have seen, and that left foot is as lethal as what is shown so far in the preseason, and yeah, it could be it could be a very very fun year going forward. Um, yeah, yeah, Chris. Any, a, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Jim. Sorry. No, yeah, Dak is a two footed uh, predator, so that's awesome. And then Dennis Dennis the Menace came on as well. He he's been looking pretty sharp this preseason. Yeah, that's a great point, Jim. Like, you know, let's not forget he 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 nicked the ball to get the goal. You know, so he he, he played in Dakar as well, and you know, with a with a with a nice little slide rule pass. So you know, if he's you know, I, I think from what I've heard, he maybe wasn't settled. Um, so hopefully that you know maybe his personal life and everything. Hopefully that's all going well now, and he gets to be part of the team. And, you know, if he shows that promise, you know, he, he's a great person to have available too. It's a hell of a four, isn't it? If you were, if you take Yuri out, you've still you've yeah. got Ndidi, Madison, KDH, and Pratt in that in that central position. That's a hell of a pick three out of those four, even without Yuri in the side. You throw Yuri in there as well. It's five centre midfielders going for what? Three places. It's it's pretty incredible but yeah i thought pratt was really good when he came on as well i think he's been pretty good this preseason um kind of a continuation of uh he's solid i think the one thing i like about him is really solid and he doesn't do anything stupid which quite often sometimes you want on a pitch just to stop the just to just to kind of balance everything out and make sure that we stay on track so um hopefully he'll have a big season as well but again it it kind of highlights the problem we have as a club at the moment that you look, and this isn't my point. I'm going to steal it from our friend Graham, who said this on our chat. But if you look at the sub bench today, we had 12 on the bench and we didn't have a single youth player or any kind of typical, what you consider friend. It was just the squad basically on the bench. And it's, it just kind of emphasizes how big it is at this moment in time and how much of a problem that is in trying to bring in new people because you we've got to get rid of people to get people in unfortunately because you've got people i've got a marty mendy ian acho to jim's point like these guys that are seeing maybe 10 15 minutes but that's it it's kind of it just crazy how big our squad is well it's weird like it's weird like because you would have thought that we might have gotten or heard even rumors about clubs coming after those some of these smaller clubs coming up your fulham's your brentford's trying to sustain like you would have thought but i didn't we didn't hear a single rumor which honestly speaks to the kind of contracts these guys are on unfortunately and and some some definite days of reckoning that are going to be coming um in the not so distant future because yeah chris like the the squad is huge and so many of these good young guys you know are guys that we are ready for and looking into the future are not going to be able to get these chances unless we can bring it up and with a year with going to five subs this year we're, we're going to be using damn near everybody jim going i mean like what do you think 
yeah, we're going to have to have a, a, a deeper squad. We're going to get to use it. So hopefully that means players will be happier with a bit more game time. Um, we didn't see any of the, the youth team get any chances today. It was all the tried and tested people. And I think that's either, you know, that that's probably been the only sort of bittersweet thing about you know, a good preseason with some of our players coming back and, 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 and some of the more fringe players getting more minutes and playing well. But not really getting enough time with some of the youth team. And, you know, I think we'd all love to see a few more of the academy products get a chance and and maybe play some minutes. But, you know, Iverson's, he, if anyone's like bided their time, it's that guy, you know, I don't, you know, he's finally going to get, you know, maybe he'll get to start a league game or something. And I think with Danny Ward being injured, he's definitely the number two. Um, if not, you know, vying for number one, depending on what will happen as well. Uh, so, yeah, ex, 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 like I'm still I'm still kind of optimistic with what's going to happen and excited for a week a week today. Seems insane, but yeah, guys, one week from today we'll be uh, breaking down our first game of the year. And frankly, uh, you're, the fact that it's Brentford is not uh, the it's kind of unnerving because that's a team that you know they're going to be trying to prove themselves on that second year bounce kind of thing that happens. So. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. They are the only team in the Premier League that's not uh, getting a new kit this year, which I found interesting. They've decided to do the two-year bounce thing, and they're saying uh, to because of COVID, they're just going to have the same kit as next year, which is interesting. Ma, I see what you did there. Nice segue. Go on, sir. All right. Ah, uh, well, it's Go into, on. Uh, your... do what so I can. Do what I can. I'll turn it up. Yesterday, out of the blue, uh, the third kit was was announced to the world via LCFC social media. So we'll turn it to our kit expert, Matt. First thoughts when you see it, one to ten. Did you interesting. like it? Interesting. Interesting. It's uh it, the uh it's it's interesting. I, I I commented. It looks like three kits sewn together. The uh, sublimation pattern here in the middle looks odd, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's it. We'll see it in person. Uh, the maroon. Um, monochrome badge looks pretty dope so it's it'll i'm gonna it's, it's gonna be definitely one of those that you have to see in person uh to make a judgment on it i will say i am very impressed and this speaks to our massive level of our club that you can still go on the website and order any size right now they're all in stock and ready to go so in in the past you know it was like they had 25 of each size and then you could get uh you might be able to get something by christmas but every size is in stock so guys we've made it we've made it now they are still um announcing their their jerseys in a very weird um secretive way God forbid we we give any heads up on when something might be dropped, but they're going to drop them secretly on a Saturday, and they're going to be in stock. So I'm I'm very proud of where we've come, Chris. What time did you get up this morning to order the kit, Matt? Just to, just to inform the world. No, no, no. It went it went nine. It, so they went live nine Lester times. So that's one a.m. Yep. Um, uh, California time. So yeah, one so a.m. <laughs> That guy's his dedication to the team. Getting up at <laughs> hey, one in I the do it for the people. Sure I do it for the people. I have to kit. let our U.S. Foxes know whether it is a buy or a uh, wait for the sale um, at the end of the year kind of thing. I do it for the people, Chris. I, I like it. When I first saw it, I I I kind of like the the combination. I think the kind of I can see where you're coming from from the idea of three kits coming into one, but. I really enjoy the burgundy, the monochrome badge, and it kind of 
gives me the color just reminds me of the FA Cup final. So whenever you can feel that, I'm very happy. So I, I think it's the buy. I think that's the shirt for me this season. I think it'll be back to back this time around going for the away shirt. You don't want to go for the uh, third collar, third um, shirt effort then. No, that collar just. I mean, Matters looks great in it, and I think Cags. Looks yeah, great but he in was it. he was he was fighting the collar more than he was fighting Sevilla's midfielders during that thing. At one point, I, I, I noticed that quite. Neck. I noticed that quite a bit that there was sort of inadvertent popped collars that kept getting turned down because they didn't stay up, and I noticed Vards and, and Madison were were both kind of like tidying up themselves every every few minutes during the game. I I quite like the new third kit as well. I think. At first, I saw it and I thought, "Oh, is it like heavily perforated to to cool people down in the boiling hot Leicester weather?" Um, which which would have been nice for you know getting for the Texas heat and maybe having a bit of um, airflow. But it does look like it's sort of um, I thought it was the Mexico '86 England kit for a second with big sort of holes in it and a or an old school string vest that that you know people's dads used to wear in the '70s or granddads. But um, yeah, I, I, it's pretty nice, and I think we have seen the glimpse of the the second kit. You know, there was the, obviously the big photo scandal on Twitter this week of it being next to Matter's foot, and um, arrows pointing at it and things like that. So I think we have seen a little a little hint of it. Yeah, we've only definitely only seen a hint of it. We have not seen any more of it whatsoever. No definitely. one has definitely no one has seen what definitely it looks no like one right has now. seen it, and it's you know what it's very important. You know, to the club that they keep these as secret as possible. I know, yeah. Because heaven, God heaven forbid they would forbid that anyone learn what the new kit looks like before the season starts. For I God's know. sakes, let's keep it safe. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm stoked on it. We'll see how it looks. It's definitely got like fall vibes. So for our uh, Midwest foxes, you know, uh, you guys are. It's definitely like a good fall kit. So I think uh, it's going to be a good one for sure. Um, that being said, guys, I think that's pretty much it for today. I mean, anything else we need to cover, Chris, we've got, uh, everything summed up. Brentford obviously is going to be one of those games that we're just, uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. We're Lester and anything could happen. I'm just stoked to get the season going guys. Yeah. hundred percent, mate. hundred percent. I think that I know it's a cliche, but a fast start would be very beneficial for us, especially with that. We've not even spoke about it, but the world cup break is going to obviously throw a spanner into the works this year. So I think if we can get off to a fast start, get a few points here and there, um, we've got an opportunity to, I think, really, with the break, come back in the second half as well and do some more damage. But, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm just super excited to get this going in a week's time. It, it's honestly, I I can't believe it's crazy. Like, it, we're ready to start again. So it's just nuts. Jim. Uh, going in, man. Here we go. Let's get it started. You can take. Oh, I think he got so excited he pulled his cable out. I mean, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dedication. To the I know. Yeah, he, someone's <laughs> super excited for the season to go. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited. I think we we need to get a win to start with. We've got a pretty a tough opening set of games actually so we need to get a, a win on the board against you know ahead of a game against Arsenal who have had a very good preseason made some signings I know we'll talk about that more next week but you know think about Brentford and Southampton the games we should be 
looking to to win and then what can we take away from Arsenal, Chelsea and Man U uh, going forward? This is uh, why I got to uh, unplug, guys. So apologies. Uh, <laughs> this little one decided to hit the power cord on his way out. Well, that, that's uh, the benefit so. for everyone that watches now live on YouTube and Twitter. Yep. You'll get to see Wigan, uh, the weekly Wiggins and Night show that we've seen. I've seen for the past four years. <laughs> Jim's seen on and off for the past three yeah. years. Like you're gonna get the you're gonna get that show, boys and girls. Yeah, dealing with uh, two terriers during the broadcast is gonna be fun. So they uh, decided <laughs> it was time to unplug the power. So that's what that was. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I I we were just we're, 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 I mean, you blew me off. What were we talking about at the time, guys? What was the Brent, point? I was we were just talking about the. Uh, you were excited about the Brentford game. We yeah, thought honestly, so, we thought you were so excited that you unplugged everything. And... That's exactly what happened. No, it, <laughs> it is. I'm just stoked to be talking with you guys. I'm stoked for our uh, for our loyal fans to tune into this uh, podcast. Well, I, I'm excited I, that we've gone yeah. to this next level of you know doing this. Uh, it's quite it's quite intimidating to have you know three people looking at us on the internet real time. Um, so, you know, I think the other thing that you might get excited for, and I'm not sure how much, you know, it's true, but, you know, Vestergaard has got some interest. Fulham potentially want to buy him. Um, so, and apparently Brentford were interested as well, according to the Mercury. So um, that would have been interesting if they had pursued him and we saw him playing against us next week. But, two, yeah, you know, two thoughts. He two seems thoughts. like a Fulham, he seems like a Fulham signing. 100%, two thoughts. Let's send him. And we'll send some training jackets and some and some extra towels. And then the other thought that I have on top of that is as soon as he puts on a new kit, he will become a seven and a half foot tall monster and start scoring on every header he goes up for. So we're screwed either way. So I'm not even going to pretend like whatever happens. If it's time for Brentford this week, he'd score against us. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, dude. The Leicester the Leicester City effect. Yeah, um, it'd be like, I know these guys can't defend set pieces. <laughs> He's been like a double agent the entire time, just causing chaos in the background. Yeah. Exactly. Well, guys, uh, on that note, um, I, I I was curious. I remember now, Jim, are you Texas Foxes doing anything special for the match? On uh, I know it's a early kickoff at 6 a.m. here on the West Coast. So San Diego Foxes, we will be at the Bluefoot looking so forward to seeing anybody that wants to come down our LA guys, Arizona guys, anybody wants to come down and kick off the season the right way. We will be at the blue foot in North park here in San Diego. So come join us, Texas foxes. You guys do anything special? Um, nothing planned yet. Sorry. Terrible. You know, no, not, no, not, not very fine. good at doing ass state, bro. Right the big now. ass state. And then, but um, I'm away. I'm away all week. So I actually go away tomorrow on a bit of a vacation. So we'll just get back into town ahead of the ahead of the game so we'll have to see and uh if anyone's around you know shoot us a tweet we'll we'll see where we can go for sure my brother safe travels Thank to you. you and dana have a great time uh i know our homies the new york foxes again jason apologizes for not being able to make it tonight but he had some mix up on his uh tea time everybody's been there um but they are definitely going to be down at the legends uh, pub there at the base of the Empire State Building. Go down and hang out with our homies, the New York Foxes. It's a nine o'clock kickoff on the East Coast, so if you can catch a train into the city, um, Jason Jordan and all of the New York Foxes, Ryan, they will all take care of you, as will any of us that you guys get a chance to come out and meet up with Jim in Texas or Chris and I out here in San Diego. We would love to see you. That being said, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to watch us listen to us whatever uh 
it means the world that you take the time out of your day to check out and talk a little bit of foxes, listen to a little bit of foxes. We all love this club for one reason, and we do this because we want to spread uh, the word of Leicester City and grow it here in the United States. So with that being said, Chris, Jim, any final words? Chris, we'll start with you before we say goodbye to our fine friends. Bring it on, Matt. One week to go. Let's do this. Ready to go, Jim. No, I'm so excited. I can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. It's just, it's blowing through the screen. Guys, Jim, thank Mike. you so much for joining <laughs> us for this week on the U.S. Foxes podcast. We're going to have everything uh, ironed out by next week, I promised. And uh, we will be rolling with hopefully three points against Brentford. Can't wait to talk to you then. Until then, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Cheers.